chapter 8, verses 1 through 4 and 22 through 31. Does not wisdom call and understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all who live. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts long ago. Ages ago I was set up, at the first, from the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped before the hills I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields or the world's first bits of soil. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above. When he established the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily in his delight, playing before him always, playing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race. And the reading from the book of John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are yet to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. For this reason, I say that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the reading, that's, oh, that's me on the screen, that's weird. Okay, I'm going to look over there. Um, so our passage this morning is not the John one, it's the one in Proverbs. And Gary was sending me texts going, is this the one you're going to do? When are you, are you going to do this one? And I was just not responding to him because I was like, I don't know. Um, Proverbs is a weird one, I think, for this group. Like I said earlier, we're, we're called storyline, and we always try to look for the story of God and see how our stories line up with that story. And the book of Proverbs, it's not a storybook. It's, it's just a list of sayings, Proverbs. Like, it, you know, it's got, it's got the right name for it, but it's just like, here, here are a list of things that sound true and that if you read them and follow them will probably help you out. So there's, there's not really much of a, much of a story there. And so, um, when, when I was like, ah, Proverbs, I don't know, maybe I'll do the John one. The John one's short and I don't know. I thought about it some more and I looked at this specific passage and this ch- Proverbs chapter eight is, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like it's, it's another thing. So Proverbs, I guess, has a couple of different things, right? You've got, here's the lists of, you know, you should do this or you should not do that or, you know, wise people do this and foolish people do that and you shouldn't do, you know. And then there are these like, I don't know, I guess maybe, maybe poems or, 
um, fables ish kind of, I don't know this. We're going to take wisdom, which is, which is a noun, but it's like an idea and we're going to make it into a person and we're going to personify wisdom and we're going to like have a little vignette about here is what wisdom is doing and what wisdom, what wisdom would say to you if wisdom were a person and could talk, which I don't know. I find that kind of interesting. Because we, when we think about wisdom today in our culture, I, th- I actually, honestly, I think our culture does a decent job of separating the idea of wisdom from the idea of knowledge. Um, there is this general reverence I, th- I feel like we have for wisdom that it is, it is this, it's not just who's the smartest person or who's the most well-read, um, or even who is the most experienced. Although a lot of times we, people will conflate experience with wisdom. But I think there's something distinct there too. It's um, a lot of times people will say wisdom is applied knowledge, or um, wisdom is knowing when to use your knowledge, or um, lots of different things like that. The Book of Proverbs says something interesting um, at the very beginning. It says that with the start of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, um, which is an interesting thought to me. Uh, and again, of course, I, th- I feel like in this group, we, we generally know that when we say the fear of the Lord, we don't mean you should be cowering in terror in the corner because God's about to go slap you, but that it's this idea of reverence and respect and knowledge of the Lord and knowledge of God, knowing who God is, the loving creator, the joyful creator. Um, knowing that God wants to have a relationship with us and respecting that and letting that idea be at the foundation of what we're going to call wisdom. I don't know. I, I feel like that's something we're thinking about. Um, and then in this chapter eight here, we have this, this personification of wisdom as a woman, um, which I also think is is worth, worth noting. Um, and just, I don't know, let me, let me read this again and just listen, listen to the words and imagine, imagine the visuals because this is a very visual, um, descriptive passage here. Just imagine the visuals and think about that. And then we'll, we'll talk more, um, after I read this. Doesn't wisdom cry out and understanding shout atop the heights? Along the path, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. By the gate before the city, at the entrance, she shouts, I cry out to you, people. My voice goes out to all of humanity. The Lord created me at the beginning of his way, before his deeds long in the past. I was formed in ancient times, at the beginning, before the earth was. When there were no watery depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs flowing with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before God made the earth and the fields or the first of the dry land, I was there when he established the heavens, when he marked out the horizon on the deep sea, when he thickened the clouds above, when he secured the foundations of the deep, when he had set a limit for the sea so the water could not go beyond his command, when he marked out the earth's foundations, I was beside him 
as a master of crafts. I was having fun, smiling before him all the time, frolicking with his inhabited earth and delighting in the human race. What did you like about what we just read? I'm going to click it. It's really short, but just a, a happy, good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in my um, Bible has a note on 330, which is that I was beside him like a master worker. And it's some, another reading is like a little child. And, um, this was sure, you know, those feel very similar. Well, those, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> same Master thing. craftsman, yeah. little child. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's before, and I was daily, um, I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, which, I mean, that same kind of, like, like that, like, like you said, Roger, of this just, you know, excitement and joy and exuberance of uh-huh. the, of this, um, new creation, which is fun. I like the choice of wording. Uh, as long, again, it goes along the same lines as I think all of us are picking up on this. Um, in the NIV, it says rejoice, but the frolicking, you know, wisdom is just frolicking, uh, with God's creation and with humanity. And that's just, uh, you don't typically think of wisdom in that way. You think wisdom is serious. I think of Athena, the mm. goddess Athena, who's the warrior and the goddess of wisdom in the Greek pantheon. And it's, She's serious. She's not frolicking, you know, not having a fun time. So, You're right. Wisdom, you always think about wisdom as serious and reserved and all of that. You don't, you don't think about having fun and you definitely don't imagine frolicking. (laughs) Frolicking does not sound wise. And how often do you hear the word frolic? Or, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was, I had my eyes closed and was listening to you, Ted, so I didn't get distracted. And it was like, I could just imagine like a, a parent and a child, you know, like running through the, you know, out in the woods or whatever, kind of together, just enjoying each other and that kind uh-huh. of stuff. So that's what I thought about when I was thinking about frolic and I thought about God and wisdom you know, running through there, just kind of like free and just whatever. And that was just a, I don't know, it made me smile. Yeah. (laughs) What didn't you like about what we read? To be honest, I was just paying attention to the things I like. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Although, are you recording? We are recording this. That's right. For the permanent record. Um.
Let's move on to this one then, because I think this is related. Uh, was, was there anything that you didn't understand? And I'll seed this one because this is this is a little bit of what I'm not sure that I I don't know that I liked it about this or, um, but I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what it means that. I don't know what to do this with this personification of wisdom. What does it mean that wisdom is frolicking and having fun, or at least was at the very beginning of creation? Now, wisdom is standing at the gates of the city and crying out to all of humanity, taking her stand at the crossroads, right? Like, I don't know. What do you think that means? What's what? Sounds like like something's on the line, like it's serious. Uh-huh. Something's going down. So. Cool. It's going to be the same people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it is the contrast that you see between the the joyousness and all that, and now there's something that's very serious that goes on here. This is the way I was, and now there's something that. It's time to put aside play at the moment because I've got something I really got to tell you right now that you better consider. Uh-huh. But the other thing that I see with that is that some have in the past also viewed this as perhaps a description too of the spirit uh-huh. as well, uh, the spirit of God, that wisdom is equated with the presence of God at the same time, even though it is separated. Uh, but there seems to be a connection there as well, the word of God, the spirit mm-hmm. of God, the, you know. Um, don't ask me to explain this. I'm just going to say it. So it feels like there's a transition from one to the next. And I don't know what that, I don't know how to go any further with that. Okay. The point you made at the beginning of, uh, um, that we hear storyline like stories. So like uh-huh. very clearly defined characters and yes. um, motion movement. And, <laughs> and so that's, that's what's hard to understand in this is like, like it's, you know, it's just the poetic language. And so I'm like, but, but no, but really what happened? <laughs> like who really was there? And like, yeah. where, like, like, could we like, no, we could do a better job of painting an actual picture instead of just a mm-hmm. poetic mm-hmm. one. <laughs> You feel like there is a narrative there, but you don't know what is the conflict. You know, there, there's a conflict here in the narrative. That transition Terry's talking about. What is it? What happened? You know, so you want to, you want to have a fuller picture in your mind. Too. I don't. I don't. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, just talking about, talking about this, listening to, listening to what you had to say, like, there's a transition, but, but what? And there's, there's not a well-constructed story here. We don't have clear, uh, characters. We don't have clear progression and all of this. And, and Daryl, your, your comment earlier too about how that's, 
a lot of times you see wisdom and like the spirit of God kind of interchangeably taught, uh, uh, used. And that's, that's probably some going deliberate use of picking this passage for today. Like, cause that's, uh, in the church calendar, today's Trinity Sunday. Um, and so like the John passage is talking about the, about Jesus talking about the spirit coming. And so you can kind of see some of that too. And the, the reason I, I bring all that up is like, Anytime I feel like we talk about the Holy Spirit and we immediately try to go into a, let's try to, let's try to nail this down and explain what this means and how this works kind of a, kind of a mode. And I think that's some of the tension that I'm feeling here with this passage also, where it's just like, Wisdom is a woman and she's screaming, but she was at the beginning of creation and is wise, but was frolicking and having fun, but is a craftsman or a child or something. We don't really know. Um, right. And, and you're just like, what? <laughs> but I don't know that it's necessarily, I'll say this. I think that if we were intended to sit down and read Proverbs chapter eight and go, Oh, here is exactly what this means. I know exactly what the, what to do about this. Here it is. It would have been written like that, but it wasn't. It was written like this, which means that we have to spend time with it and we have to contemplate it. And then it's mysterious and that we may not understand it. And that, that I think that ambiguity that it has there means that we can look at this. And I think this is where actually the storyline bit lines up really well with this is that we can look at this with whatever we're bringing to it today, wherever we're coming from right now. And maybe there's something in it that we can see ourselves reflected back in, or maybe there's something in this that is able to, to provide some, some, something. (laughs) Um. But yeah, I think, I think a lot of this is just like, let's just sit in this mystery of what is wisdom? Is wisdom even something that we can, that we can fully understand? Is it something that can be fully attained? Can we become fully wise? I don't know. What does this tell us about God? Yeah, a couple of things as you were talking about that. I think to go back to what you said and then go back, what's it tell us about God? Uh, one thing is, is that perhaps we're trying to make this into a tradesy or instead of a metaphor. Mm. Uh, it is a metaphor. Metaphors are not supposed to be broken down and, you know, all metaphors fall apart eventually. Uh, so we can't apply it that way either you know so it's it is a piece of art that we have to appreciate um the other thing is what does it tell us about god um i don't know if it was mt right i was reading uh last week or so who yeah it may have been it says you know you, you can't you can't get your any any time you can describe or explain god then your god's way too small um uh, you know it's it's like we put god on a slab. So, but the last time he saw that God was laid on a slab, he rose up, you know, is you can't categorize him. So it, it tells me that it's disturbing. It is 
terrible for those of us who want easy answers, who want to be everything explicable and us to break down all of its parts into an easily explained thing. That's what it's telling me about God is you can't do that with God. You can't. And when you can, it's not God you're talking about then. Thanks, Daryl. I like the the image of God not being alone in the creation mm-hmm. of there being um, others there. And if we're following the, uh, you know, calling wisdom a she at the beginning anyway. So, uh, you know, the presence, the female presence being there in the creation. Thinking about God in that space. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, kind of on what Sarah's saying, like, I think it says something about God that he keeps us around or that we're in the picture. I'm not, I don't think I always understand why, like, I used to think I knew why, but anyhow, it, it it's puzzling sometimes, but yeah, that, that, that he wants us around or like, that he created us, we're part of what's going on so yeah regardless of where your faith is right now if you were to apply what we learned about god to something in your life this week what would that look like? The whole thing keeps coming back to listening, Uh to listening to me cry, to hear me um, consider my beginnings, consider where I was. Um, And I think for just one thing for me personally that I need to be doing is paying very close attention to the circumstances that I'll be facing this week and to stop before I act and try to listen. Wisdom, God, whatever. Are you trying to tell me something with this situation and before I act in this situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, something about faith, just being okay in faith, realizing that God is bigger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever it is to, to give it and to trust, you know. Whatever it is, going to the store or wherever or whatever. So, anyways, right. anybody else want? I'll take it. Yep. Thanks, Roger.
I think, you know, for me, there's a couple of things. This trying to, a little bit of what Daryl was saying, just trying to be more aware, right? Which sounds weird if wisdom is literally at the crossroads in an important place, screaming at the top of her lungs. Like, I shouldn't have to be like, oh, can I hear that? I don't, you know, but but that's that's kind of the human condition, I think. So, um, like... What is, what is wisdom screaming at me about right now? But then the second part of that is to know that it's not like, well, I need to suck it up and eat my vegetables because this is the wisdom that was there in the creation doing cool things and having a blast. And so that that screaming at the gates is an invitation to something cool and probably something fun. So just to, yeah. Be looking for that, I guess. Yeah. Kind of along similar lines, just thinking about the joy and delight, like being on the, the watch for spaces of joy and delight as thinking about this week, I'm heading, uh, head out on Friday for, um, Tennessee because we're having our first in-person renewal, um, next Monday through Friday and, um, there's a lot of details that have to go into all of that, but keeping an eye out for the joy and the delight of the ways in which God is working in that space, um, is a good reminder for me this week. Awesome.